I think we're good. I think I was told I'm supposed to start. Uh, this is this is probably new for me. Uh, I'm, I'm used to being in front of a hundred guys, plus quite often, in fact, probably two and a half hours ago I was with them, um, or maybe it's a group of coaches. You know, I've been. Uh, this is year. I think it's year 39 for me as a, as a coach. Uh, we've been married now 30 years. It was 30 years last spring. Uh, we're both Furman grads. I'm a 1986 grad. I know she looks a lot younger than me, but uh, she's a 1990 grad, so we just kind of missed each other. I was leaving and she was coming, and um, I actually was back here a couple of years. I was only gone for about 18 months. I got hired back here. I was 24 years old. I was coaching guys I'd played with, and uh, she was a student. Still didn't know her. She graduates, moves away. Uh, and then we, uh, I guess, reconnect. Actually, I, I don't know, Steve Wilson, I think, I wonder if Steve has ever spoken to you guys. A guy I used to coach with, he was teaching a single uh, Sunday school class at uh, Edwards Road. And I'd been visiting, and she visited one day. And so I kind of made my way up there. <laughs> she was up speaking to him afterwards, and. I made my way up there, which, you know, I never probably was very good at that. Uh, we went to lunch on the same day. Uh, we, we got some old, we got some seniors, some old ones in here. Anybody still remember the Ham House? Oh, yeah. Tommy's. Our, our first our date first was day. the Ham House. We, we went that afternoon. Fancy. Uh, and then that was late July. We were getting ready to start camp, you know, back when we had a true camp. Uh, and I told her, you know, I was going to be busy, and I was just going, you know, I think I made it over there every night, just about. But I didn't um, know it. I didn't know any different. We got uh, gays in October. November. November. <laughs> Married in May, so it went pretty. It fast. was fast. It, w it went pretty fast. So, uh, we don't recommend that. But <laughs> but just being back in the room, and I, I'll let her. But you know, SCA. I was, you know, we had SCA then, uh, right down the hall. It, it looks totally different now. It's called Burgess Lounge. We love uh, to talk about how different this place looked when we were in, way back in the dark ages. Well, it had it had these risers. I, I don't know what you call them. It was the most uncomfortable thing you've ever seen. They were covered in shag carpet. Orange. There was, Orange there was a fireplace in there, uh, but that, that's where we had SEA. And uh, I'm just trying to th remember a few things. and. The sad part, I could even say this, you know, if, I know there's probably a few parents in here that went to, or your parents went to Furman, but I'd say I went with them, but I probably coached some of them because I've seen a few in here. I coached their moms and dad, or their, their dads. Um, but uh, this is my day. This was when we were the Southern Baptist School. Uh, we had the men's dorms, which is now South Housing. That was the men's dorms. Lakeside was the women's dorms. We had all the hours when you could visit, visitation hours. Um, you know, if you didn't pull them in the window, and that, that was done a few times too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the vision hours stopped at maybe 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah. You know, it was. Uh, we had some and, rules back then. And, and really, you can really appreciate this. You know, Blackwell Hall, which I'm, I know what Blackwell's thought of right now, it was maybe the Taj Mahal at the time. <laughs> and the, the main reason being it was a freshman dorm. It was all men. It was the only dorm that had air conditioning. 
So that yeah. was probably why it was Dark a little, little, little more desire. So yeah, yeah. Long, long time ago, long time ago. <laughs> but uh, you know, really, like I said, this, this is kind of this is kind of new for me. I know. I think Ty, we were talking for I think maybe six weeks ago. Hit me. I got a text from him one day. He said, Coach, hey, would you would you be interested in coming to FCA? And I said, Yeah, I would. And I said, If I can, especially if I can bring Leanne with me. Um, now, little little to know, we got picked out some dates. And, and certainly didn't expect to deal with what we've dealt with in the last few weeks, you know. Uh, you know, and as I've told, as, I've, as, as we've kind of navigated this, this has certainly been uncharted territory for me. I've had lots of friends in the profession that have reached out to me, and some I knew, some I didn't, you know, some of these people I didn't know, who maybe experienced something similar. Uh, can be prouder, you know, really, I can even go back to the, the, I know the night Brad came over and Cooper came over and spoke uh, over in our building. I guess it was maybe the first night. Uh, I don't know, it, for me, uh, you, you know, we all, we all have our, we all have, you know, I've been at Furman, this is my 31st year at Furman, uh, both as a, as a student, as an assistant coach, and now as a head coach. And so, can't say I agree with everything and all these decisions, but, but I've been really proud of Furman during this time, and you know, a little bit of my hope has been to see a little bit, I don't know if it's a revival at Furman, you know, mm -hmm. with the student body, certainly, you know, you can say athletes, you can say SCA, I know we got a mixture. It was always that way, they weren't all athletes. Um, but I know that that has been kind of a, a prayer for me. It has never been real easy for me, personally. Uh, you know, I've kind of been in my own little world and it's never been real easy for me sometimes to talk about my faith. I've kind of one of those guys that always felt like, live it as best you can, and, and that's kind of, you try to be more of an example, and it's never been as easy for me to, to really talk about it. I know one of these things through, 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 through Bryce's tragedy is, I know for me that that's something I have a pretty good platform. Uh, I think our guys would. You know, I think I, I, you'd have to ask him. I think they kind of know where I stand. I do know there's something I've tried to be more and more, you know, forthcoming, and I will continue. I know. I know for me, as you as you pray for the blessings that are going to come out of the tragedy, and I've already seen. I've already seen a lot of them, and I, I think that will that will continue on. And uh, but uh, but again, I just appreciate you. Appreciate you having us here tonight, and I know, and I'm I'm talking too much, but I know this. Uh, you know, one of the things we like to do tonight, kind of kind of have a little back and forth. If you got questions, uh, you know, our our little journey. You know, I'm a I'm a coach, and uh, you know, you, some people ask, you're called to do a lot of things. But if you're called to be a coach, I guarantee you've been called to be a coach's wife. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, thinking about we've got two boys. Uh, you know, we got an interesting story with one of them recently. We, we called him to ask him for advice for what to say to you guys. He's, he's, he's a senior, so go ahead. He's 23, so, you know, about your age. He lives in Utah. That's a long story. He's still in school. Um, but um, he, he, he's out there. He's really grown very deep in his faith since he's been out there, deeper than he would ever grow if he had stayed here. So, you know, he, he, he went out there, and, and, and in hindsight, he can now say, God put it on my heart to go to Utah. And that's another story, and maybe we'll get to it tonight, but we called him, we said, okay, we're talking to FCA. What, if you were there, what would you want us to say? He goes, tell them they have to find community. 
<laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about community tonight too. Um, God's put a few things on our heart, but we just kind of want to go back and forth between us and then go back and forth with you and have a conversation and open it up if you've got any questions, you know, and hope to continue this beyond tonight and because uh, we live eight minutes from here and we want you all to know that our house is our home is open to you whenever um, we love living near Furman so we want you to come over and hang out if you want to I'm going to give you my number at, when this is over so you girls if you if you just want to call if you want to talk you want to hang out that's what we're here for so she never had a female in the house so, yeah, yeah, I need some uh, females in my house. But, uh, well, and just to give you a little bit of the background, so it was 2007, you know, I had, like I told you, I had, I had left uh, North Carolina State that hired our coach that I had played for. We'd beaten them back-to-back -back years. They hired him, and I was there with him for a year and a half, came back. We were 19 years, got married during that time. And then out of the blue, I get a call to go to, about going to the Air Force Academy. And uh, she's sitting across the room when I get the phone call, and uh, she, you know, you learn, she picks up on these conversations as, as all, all of them do. And, um, and uh, she knew the guy I was talking to and, 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 and she said, who is it? And I told him, she said, where is he now? Because in our world, you know, guys are all over the place all the time. I said, well, he's at the Air Force Academy. And she goes, where is that? <laughs> and I said, it's in Colorado Springs. And I said, Colorado? He said, yeah. I said, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, and I, said, I think I said, we're not moving to Colorado. So two weeks, two later, weeks later, I'm in Colorado. So, uh, two weeks later. So, you know, our boys at the time, were, never. We, we had two boys, Cal and Mac. Cal's 27, Mac's now 23. They were 10 and 6, and it was this big adventure. I mean, it really was. And I don't know, I felt, like I said, I'd been here a long time, and I felt like I was at a point, if I need to do something, we need to do it. And You know, we talked to our players about it. And we, you know, just stepping out of your comfort zone. And I'm one of those guys right now. I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, but so we moved out there. You know, we knew nobody. I think we knew one, one, one person really when we moved there. And uh, I don't know if anybody's anybody here from Colorado. Yeah, you been there? Anybody been there? A lot of people been there. Everybody's been there skiing. So, uh, but but I always say this about Colorado: everything you've ever heard about Colorado, both good and bad. It's all true, you know. And so, trying to—you can imagine trying to raise two teenage boys. We were there when they passed all the laws, you know. And we were there. it was an interesting—it was really an interesting place. And I think one of the greatest challenges we ever had was uh, finding the church, because I was there for maybe two months before they moved. And when they did move, you know, we—I can remember every Sunday we were trying it out, and you saw it all, you know, and. Uh, but it was a great experience for us, and then certainly having a chance to come back. So here it is later, and we're 10 years later, and we get a chance to come back to Furman, and everybody's here. You know, I'm, my mom and dad are still with us. They're an hour and a half down the road. They still come to our games. Her mom and dad are still here in Greenville. Uh, so, you know, so we, we've been blessed. We were excited to come back. Uh, everybody but Mac. Mac's a 10th grader, as you can imagine. In the middle of his sophomore year, we, we ruined, ruined his life. His life so. uh, uh, but he, he, he got through it. But, um, but you know, part of the, there, there's, a, there's an element to, to his story, and that element is God's peace. 
And um, that's one thing that I wanted to just talk to you about tonight, because I've already had some conversations with some of you tonight, and I'm like, okay, they need to hear this. Um, so when, when I was at Furman, so Clay was, a, Clay was a football player, and he was pretty focused. I, I didn't know him then, we we're four years apart, but uh, he was pretty focused. I was not, I was not an athlete. I was focused on having a good time. And, um, and I, I, I did have a good time. <laughs> and uh, I was a little too focused on that. And um, nothing against a party. I love a good party. I still love a good party, but that's, I probably did a little bit too much of that. And um, I need to interject here too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, then, no, I'll hear the stories you tell me the stories. But again, think about this now, because y'all are all here. There was no North Village. Yeah, there no. was no North Village. You only had to live on campus for two years, because that's all there was enough housing. And we had more students. You know, we were 27, 2800 students at that time. So uh, I lived on campus all four years. And I just chose to, I like the, I just like the, you know, being close to everything. I had friends that lived off. You know, if you go out the back gate now, over by the softball field, and you hang a right, and you go out near the golf course, you probably don't even realize that there's an apartment complex over there called Court Ridge. You well, that, that was built when we were here. That was where we lived. And that, that was, was like all the, Furman students. And that was where juniors and seniors that ran out of dorm rooms. And, and by the time you were a junior, you didn't, everybody moved off campus. Now, no, and that's where we. y'all love to do that now, so. That's where we were. So, so the North, North Village was just woods. In fact, I took, my freshman year, I took um, military science. Anybody had military science in here? I, I, did you like it? He's uh -huh. ROTC. Okay, you liked it. <laughs> she didn't. Um, maybe you did, but um, I, I had to take it. I didn't, have, I didn't have a choice because I was a freshman, so, spring semester. I got the bottom of the barrel, you know, for classes, so I took military science and we had a lab they still have labs oh yeah okay so fatigues combat boots do I look like that do I and 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 the 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 woods out there where North Village is that's where we you know crawl around the we call it nom back there um, but that was that was that was where we did it and we repelled we do you still repel off the pack we repelled off the pack anyway so, um, so we were very different. And I always say, it's a good thing we didn't meet until after I graduated from college. Um, but about, about my sophomore year, um, you know, uh, the Lord uh, meets you where you are. You don't have to have it all together. Thank goodness. And um, he meets you where you are and continues to do that, even, you know, um, all through your walk with him. Because it's up and down. And it's, you know, and uh, he, met, he met me where I was, and he doesn't leave you where you are, and he didn't leave me where I was. And I remember my sophomore year, it was spring, and I woke up, I was in my dorm, and I was laying in bed, and I just, I remember the Holy Spirit just saying to me, are you done? <laughs> are you done living your life for yourself? Because... Um, I was a Christian. I mean, I, I gave my heart to Christ when I was seven years old. And I had the faith of a child. I'd made the decision of a child. I knew what I was doing. All I needed to know was that I was a sinner. I knew there was a heaven and a hell. 
and I knew I needed a Savior. That's all I needed to know, and I made a decision for Christ, and then I grew up and was discipled by my parents and my church. Thank goodness, but I got firm, and <laughs> I was like, let's go. And, um, and I remember the Holy Spirit's, I felt him saying to me, I can't, people can't tell, you're set apart, Leanne, and people can't tell whether you're a light for Christ or you're the world, Christian world. Nobody, you, nobody can tell. And so are you done? And, I, and I, it was that moment that I thought, um, yeah, I'm not really living my life for Christ and my, the Christ's light was really not shining through me. That's my story. And I give the glory to God for not leaving me where I was. And so it was that point where I started um, being more intentional about my walk and my faith and the decisions that I was going to be making. And, um, and you know, you, I, can remember, I can remember my senior year in, high, in college thinking, I can't wait to graduate because I won't have any stress anymore. This is so stressful. And... Um, I was wrong about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're going to have decisions to make, you know, when you graduate from college. Where are you going to live? Where's your, what, what grad school are you going to go to? Um, what job are you going to take? Who are you going to marry? And those are major decisions in your life. And um, there's a verse, there was a verse that I, that I followed in college. I, anybody ever heard of Camp Greystone? It's a girl's camp right up the road. I was a camp counselor there for two summers. Um, and it's easy to really fall in love with Jesus up there because it's so pretty. Um, but uh, there was a verse in Psalm 37, verse 4, and you, a lot of you probably know that, that verse. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I learned over time that it doesn't mean just follow God and he'll give you what you want. You know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you what you want. What that means is you walk closely with the Lord and you learn more about him and his character um, and you submit your life to him and you're not perfect, but his desires and your desires start to be in line with each other. And um, the safest place, this is another thing that I learned, the safest place for me to be and the safest place for you to be is in God's will. How in the world do you find God's will? Just by walking closely with him and, and surrendering your decisions to him. And, and you may be thinking, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. I'm going to this school. I'm going to that job. You know, I'm going to marry that girl. Well, God may have a different plan. And, and, and another thing that I learned was to be content where I, where God had me. If you can learn to be content where you where God has you, even if it's not really where you want to be, but you can be thankful, and that's a hard lesson to learn. But when you find contentment, that's when God opens the door. And that that's a little bit about how we met, because um, and, and there's a lot of juicy details to how we met. And if you'd like to hear them, we'll have coffee one day because I can't have time to show, tell you all that tonight. But, but um, when we met, <laughs> he didn't want me to say it either. But um, when, when we met, you know, he, we, 
it was like, I don't know, we met in July, we got married in May, that's, that's less than a year. And, um, but both of us had really been praying about it, about that, that the one, you know, and, um, and I had just finally given that, that dating life to the Lord. I, I, I had broken up with my college boyfriend and I wasn't necessarily broken hearted, you know, but I thought, golly, I put all this time and effort into that and it's not, it, it ended up being nothing, you know. So then this guy comes along, but the, 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 thing, the, the point that I'm trying to make is I got really serious with God and I said, okay, I, I'm not, I've given you this whole dating thing. It's like, it was like a Jesus take the wheel moment, you know, and I, I learned to be content where I was. Um, I wasn't desperate for a husband. I wouldn't do anything like that, but I, was, I learned to be content where he had me, and I was thinking, oh, I, I'm fine, I'm, I'm, I'm good, it'll be years from now. And it was like, I don't know, two months later, I met him. And, um, and, and the, the, when we met, the sign, I think, for both of us was God's peace. I mean, I just felt, we just felt like we were at home. And so, remember that. When you're, when you're making a decision, about where am I going to go to graduate school, if you're going to graduate school? Where am I going to live? What job am I going to take? Um, commit that to the Lord, and He will guide your steps, and He will give you peace. And that whole decision that we made about um, Colorado, that was a huge decision for him. He had been at Furman for 19 years as the offensive line coach, um, our boys were happy. My parents lived across town. His parents lived an hour away. I mean, life was good. Um, but this job came along, and I thought, oh, my gosh, like, I, I don't want to move to Colorado. And then, like, af after about a week of praying about it, I was like, oh, I want to go to Colorado. I hope he takes the job. And, uh, and he was like, whoa. And that was a major decision because he was uprooting our whole family to go across the country by ourselves. We didn't know a soul. And um, so that took a lot of prayer and he got the job. They gave it to him. He hadn't taken it yet. And um, I'm over here in South Carolina praying, you know, and um, he got off the plane and I could tell by the look on his face that he, he decided to take the job. But he said, I said, how, did, how do you know? And he said, I don't know. He said, that, that plane, we got all the way up in the air, and I just felt just peace wash it all over me. And that's God. That is, that is, that is the Lord giving you um, confirmation that you're where, you're where you're supposed to be. And so the, 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 the safest place for you to be is right in, in the middle of God's will. And his timing, too. You have to trust his timing. Well, they'll know I couldn't get out without the coach coming out in me a little bit. I, I, don't, have, I, I don't get to speak to these females, but our guys will tell you this, and I, I haven't said this to them in a while. But to me, and in, in all of my years, there, there's two decisions. You know, and I, I'll submit. I can see him smiling. There's two decisions <laughs> that I think you've got to make that they're, you know, the two most important decisions you make. And it's once having a relationship with Jesus Christ 
And number two is who you choose to marry. Now, you look at me funny when I say that. And because I just think those two decisions, and you know, there's a lot goes into it. She used to always say, what, what did your mom tell you? Don't date someone? That you're not willing to marry. And she said it took her a while to kind of figure out. I used to roll my eyes. Uh, but, I, but I do. I just think that's, you know, I, I know we've been awfully blessed. Uh, you know, and I've, I've kind of witnessed it, both sides of it. You know, she talked about the contentment. You know, in my world, I'm a little bit unusual in, in our world uh, because I've only really had two jobs in all those 38, 39 years. And, you know, I had some opportunities. Uh, I don't know, I had a lot of friends. You know, I got friends that were, he's had 10 jobs in 15 years and he never got fired. But he was always looking for the next best. This is better. He's, you know, just just whatever whatever that was. And I think it goes back again to that contentment. Um, you know, and I think it's just having having some peace within yourself. Uh, you know, you think about the last few weeks, uh, and, and I, I tell our guys this. Just one of the things I love about our sport, um, it is so much like life things that you go through, the challenges and the struggles, and, and you know, the Christian faith that way. And I actually kind of think the sport and life and the Christian faith kind of, kind of intermingle, and, and I tell them this all the time. You know, how, how do, I wonder sometimes people who didn't go through what these guys go through, just a little bit in our sport, how they get through really hard times. And you think about this as, as challenging as the last few weeks have been. Um, and you can imagine those those folks who are not believers, who just you know, how do they get through stuff like that? Uh, you know, and so I'm, I'm you know that one of my one of my biggest prayers through this whole process has just been, you know, that that more and more people certainly would have an opportunity to come to Christ. And I heard, you know, we heard Brad. We, you know, I, I, be honest, we we went a couple weeks there, and we we went down to Atlanta, uh, I guess a week ago, and I think we got up that Sunday morning after having gone to Atlanta. And uh, I think we kind of hit the wall finally that day. And I think it was just more, not, not we've been good, but it's just more of an ex exhaustion. And I told Leanne, I said, you know, it's not like I've been doing anything. I, you know, I sat around the hospital for a few days and I did these, but, uh, but we did that and we're flipping on the TV and we go find Brad Cooper. Uh, you know, Brad was a player here when I was a, when I was a younger assistant. Uh, you know, and he, he talked about you know, I think we just picked it just on the, how was it he stated it? Um, well, he was talking about community, having community around you. And, um, and you know, um, this is community right here. This, these are your people here in, the, in this room and in the Bible study. This is your community, right? And you know how important that is to you, right? One day, you know, very soon you'll be graduating and you'll be moving on. And you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to find community in the next place. And, and sometimes it's hard. When, when I moved back, I, when I graduated from Furman, I moved to Texas, loved it, loved Fort Worth, Texas. And I was there for two years. I moved back to Greenville. And by the time I moved back, you know, my college friends were gone. They, you know, nobody lived here. So I really didn't know a lot of people. And I needed community. And um, that's, why, that's why I was at that church, because I was looking, I was looking for some girlfriends. I wasn't looking for a man, but um, <laughs> I just found one. But, um, <laughs> but, but, I, but, 
I was looking for community and that's where, that's where I needed that community and that's what Brad Cooper was talking about. And that's what Mac, our son, said, tell him, you gotta have community. Mac, Mac goes out to Utah, it's a long story. He was a freshman in college when COVID hit and that just kinda messed him up. You know, it just, he just kinda got lost academically and now he's in Utah, he's finishing school there. He's a snowboarder, so he's, he's 45 minutes from Park City. It's pretty sweet. Um, but he got there and knew maybe two people from high school, because he grew up in Colorado. And he's in the absolute middle of the LDS world. Now, Lots of, like 95% you know, Mormon people. People, we, we were in Colorado Springs, you know, some of our best friends in the neighborhood, he has some of his best friends. So, you Great know, people. We, we were a little concerned about that whole, that whole transition. He kind of searched, the, he did know some people there. Uh, but, Somebody uh, in our family said, there's a church out there you need to check out. So he gets out there and goes to church right by himself, did not know a soul. And that's very much out of his comfort zone. And, um, and the first Sunday he was there, the, guy, the college pastor said, hey, we're going on a retreat next week. You want to come? And he goes, okay. Three hours away, didn't know a soul. He called me, he goes, I don't know if these people are nerds or what, but I'm going. <laughs> and I said, okay. He said, I only got three days. And now, that was what, a year and a half ago, something like that. And that church is his family, and is his community. And those are his people. And um, he's doing life with them. And that's what Brad Cooper was talking about, doing life with your community. So um, make sure that you find community. Well, can we thank um, Coach Ben Hendrixes for speaking to us? <laughs> Well, I, and we're serious. We're, we're seven, eight minutes away. We're in Travis. We're yeah. just down from downtown Travis Rest. But we, we, we would love, we'd love to have you. Have if you they're not, you. they're going to hang out up here after as well. And we'd just love to pray over you guys. Or could you actually pray over us just yeah. before this time of worship? Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Okay. You want me to pray? You start. I'll pray. Okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come and just um, love on these, these kids and um, be a part of their, their lives for an evening, Lord. And um, I just pray that um, you would speak to hearts tonight, Father. And, um, and just if there's someone here that really wants to know more about that peace, the peace that passes understanding, Father, um, Knowing you better, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts tonight. And we thank you, Father, for um, your goodness in the midst of trouble, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of tragedy. Lord, we, we, we thank you, Lord, that, that you still are good. And we see your goodness, Father, and we still serve a loving God who is merciful and gracious and kind and patient and loving. Father, we give all honor and praise to you tonight. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. Amen.